Welcome to the Candid Conversation Show. I'm your host, Marilyn Fontaine, artist and creative coach for women who want success and income with ease. Hi, this is Marilyn and welcome to the Candid Conversation um, Show, podcast, whatever it is. <laughs> this is um, episode 20. Season three, this is the final of season three. I was going to make the episodes get um, be much longer, but I've decided I need a break, need to pause, we need to regroup. And um, there's going to be um, some changes to the podcast, fun changes. Um, so I'm going to be having more guests on, maybe a, 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 like a mini co-host for a while. It's, I'm just at the process of re- recreating and revamping um, the podcast um, format in terms of just the type of guests I want and the conversations I want to have. Um, but it will still remain the same. We'll still have seasons. Okay. Um, so today is how to plan for Q3 and Q4 somatically. And the reason why I put Q3 and Q4 together if you're a business person, quarter three and quarter four, it's because I normally plan by the seasons and I plan um, six months in advance. So I plan solstice, winter solstice to summer solstice, summer solstice to winter solstice. That's how I do it. Obviously, there's the equinoxes in between as well. So um, between in between summer and winter solstice, so that's a six-month plan, I would also look at what's happening during the equinox and plan accordingly again. So it's like micro-planning. And then again in the winter, where we've collected the harvest, we can look at what's going on. That's when I have um, a planning session again. But the main ones is six months, six months. Um, for me, they're really important numbers for me. <laughs> and I think that they're they work really well for me. But for some of you, you will have your quarterly planning. Um, so, um, it, you know, this will actually resonate with you. And as a creative, it's really important that you have foresight. You plan to see what's, what's happening. If you're an artist, um, what exhibitions are you going to plan for? Um, you know, are you going to plan for... Um, International Women's Day, Black History Month. Um, are you planning things for Christmas, the New Year, like summertime? What's happening? Do you get commissions or do you work in pub? I mean, I work with in the public realm a lot more than I just do private commissions, but people buy my prints. So I'm always planning for either Windrush, um, Black History Month, Heritage Month, um, you know, International Women's Day, I normally have contracts or some commissions around that time. So that's what will happen. In my own personal work, I always do something around Black History Month, whether it's a commission or whether it's my own exhibition or I'm part of a group. So that's what happens. So you could be a singer or producer. How are you planning your quarter four? Are you doing an album? What's happening with the album? Do you have to have sales? Are you planning um, marketing? What's going on? Are you 
singing at a festival or will there be summer events? Will there be winter events? If you're making products, you know, you're, even if you, you, know, you make most of your money, summer markets and winter, like Christmas time, your planning still has to be happening throughout the year. Like, how are you drip feeding your audience or are you having different types of offers? What is happening during that time? Um, if you're an actress, again, are you planning certain films that you want to do? Do you want to do theatre? Are you doing commercials? What's going on? Like, how, how are you planning mentally for yourself and what you want to attract into your, your business? Or into your work if you're an activist who do you want to work with what what um what um what's the word subjects do you want to approach are you writing a book all these things take planning um so it's really important if you want to keep building in your business you know what are the what are these plans for these these months and you know there's a saying we plan god laughs you could plan on something totally different might be happening, but having a focus is really good. Um, and so, you know, some of you are planning, you, you stick to the planning, you, you know, you're looking at Q, Q3, Q4, what happened in Q2 and 1, you've got your data sheets and you're looking at the figures and you're thinking, okay, well, I've had this amount of clients, this has improved or this might not have improved. You might be doing well, or and but you might be feeling tired all the time. You might be selling a product or a service that you're not too keen on, but people are buying it, so you keep going, and you're slow. You're slowly getting burnt out, and this is what kind of happened with a lot of people during pandemic. They made an incredible amount of money. They had a lot of offers, there were products, they were selling, 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 and they've become burnt out. And what has happened is, is that they, because they'd made a ridiculous amount of money that they've never made before, they only focused on the one thing, which, you know, you're told to focus on the one thing. I've always said I focus on one thing at a time. I've got two businesses, a coaching a trauma-informed coaching business and my art business. They, they dictate to me what happens. I've always worked like that. I'm a projector in human design. I, I, res, I am respond to invitation. So my work shapes itself for me. Um, but they both fed each other. I always say that they feed each other. But for a lot of people, they only had one particular thing they focused on. And what happened is they was they didn't have it was just becoming like a normal job. And if you if you want to look at uh, um, you know you want to look find out I'm stuttering here. My God, what's going on? <laughs> Speak. Um, I have a podcast on how we make our our creative job our nine to five because we can get bored, and this is why understanding your flow and your energy levels um your how your body works and how you work and how you work in alignment with the seasons it will really stop that boredom and that burnout really quickly but back to what i'm, I'm saying a lot of people did exceptionally well in the pandemic 
during the pandemic and after, or just before. And, but there was operating at a hustle pace. I've got these clients, I'm still doing this. I'm gonna continue doing this and this is working. Rather than, I'm not really feeling this. I just want to change what I'm feeling. And so it's not the fact that the clients have stopped, they've become burnt out. We've become a world of exhaustion because we've been in a pandemic. We've come out of the pandemic and there's, there's not been any real consolidation. All we've been doing is been catching up. We've been catching up from being locked out and being in a state of terror and catastrophe and all the other stuff. Despite our Zoom parties and, you know, gardening and baking banana bread and going for walks and enjoying the sunshine, there was still this underlying anxiety that we could die because of this, this virus. So we're still adapting our bodies and our nervous systems. But what we did, we went into another realm of producing, but it's not sustainable. And as much as, yes, there, there is a, a, a kind of a, a type of recession that's been happening and people, you know, the cost of living has gone up and, you know, things are happening. We still got to look at our energy that we have to save. It's really in, a really interesting metaphor. We have to save on energy now because it's going to cost us. But it's not just the physical energy. It's our emotional, spiritual, physical energy. And so when we're planning with quote, quote, quarter, quarter, uh, quarter three and four, we need to look at our energy, our capacity, because our business, that's going to determine what's going to happen in our business. Has within, so without. And so we, we, we look at, you know, we look at, oh, okay, but, you know, these things are working. I can't stop it because it's paying the bills. But... If our work is slowing down or we're becoming, we are slowing down, something is happening and it's going to impact the business. It's going to impact the opportunities we get. It's going to impact the next six months. And so what I want you to look at is taking time out to understand what really works for you, what is really the best thing that you can do for yourself um, and how you can plan that is going to suit your nervous system, your physical body, and also the people that you serve and the opportunities that you want to attract. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. I, um, I remember when I was looking for um, an admin job, I used to work for the council, and I wanted to get out. I felt it to be a very toxic environment. So I wanted an admin job and I would look, I would apply, I probably applied for 60 jobs and I didn't get not one, not one job. It could, I got interviews, sometimes I didn't get interviews, sometimes I did. I didn't get not one job. And I remember looking at the letters and saying to my dad, oh, I didn't get it. And my dad saying to me, oh my, you know, you really are trying. I felt like, what was wrong with me? 
And it's not as if I wanted to do admin because I'd done fashion and I had to get a normal job, quote unquote, according to my mum. So I'm just freeing my plant because it's squashed. Um, So I had to get a normal job. And then somewhere along the line, I just resigned myself to like, I'm never going to, I'm unemployable. And I remember going to buy a hairdryer from the wholesalers and... I've t- I spoke about this story before, but I will say it again for those of you who has who haven't listened to it. But it's in my podcast, A Diary of a Healer. Anyway, I remember going to to get um, a hairdryer at the time. I had relaxed hair. So I went to the wholesalers. Um, you could go to wholesalers and get like, you know, like Sally Hair and Beauty. Um, and I saw a sign saying you can do your own gel nails and I was like okay I've always wanted to kind of do my nails but I know it's some very complicated thing this that was my um, belief behind it you know it's a very complicated thing but I always wanted to do my nails it'll save me 30 pound getting my nails done so I booked the course I think it was like 55 pounds and it was with star nails star nails big up star nails and it was 55, but obviously they'll sell you the kit and to, you know, at the end, it was a sell at the end. I did this two-day course in Islington, London, and it was a woman of colour. And this woman looked so happy. I'd never known happiness before. She was teaching us how to do now. She had a salon and I remember her partner going to get more supplies because she took actually in... The wholesalers, they put a table and we did nails. And I met some amazing people. And this woman was so happy. I remember going back to my sister and saying, I want to do what she's doing. Now, remember, I was going for admin jobs. Going for admin, because that's all I thought I was going to get. When I saw a woman of colour standing up there teaching and smiling and laughing. I'd never seen people at work smile and laugh unless they was bitching about somebody else or, you know, was having a little bit of banter. But actually doing their job and feeling really good. I just said to my sister, this is what I want to do. So I did start to do nails badly. Sometimes people's nails will fall off and then I got better and I made a little business from it. But I wanted to be insured. So when I rang up the insurance, I said, you need to do a full course. That's what happened. I did a full course, found a whole new world, started teaching nails, started doing nails, started doing massage, running, you know, working in a clinic as a holistic therapist and beauty therapist and teaching massage. And then it moved on to me coming in this space. And remember before all this, I did art, but you couldn't get a job as an artist, quote unquote. So it led me to coaching and women and did all the different things that I do. One going into one hairdressers. And the reason I share that is because I didn't know what I wanted until my body came alive. Okay. It's a bit like Shirley Valentine. Think of Shirley Valentine. I did not know what I wanted until my body came alive. I thought I needed to do something what I was doing already. I thought I needed to do an admin job. 
and then see what happens and maybe go to college and do something in fashion or art again. But it wasn't that at that time. And, you know, we do what experts say or we do what they tell you to do and it isn't working. Because I think that we need to feel what we want to. We need to feel that makes us feel alive. And sometimes, you know, it could be your mind that's stopping you from getting the clients and the people. But if you've tried everything in your mind, quote unquote, then you need to listen to your body because you could be holding in fear. Yes, you could be holding in trauma that is stopping you to go in, going to the next level. But oftentimes the body knows the score, as Gabor Mate says. And something could maybe stop you. But when we know what makes you come alive, it can make it easier for you to process that trauma. Because you have somewhere to go for respite and you are more brave to try new things or to release what doesn't serve you. And it's really important that we understand that because we sometimes don't realise what we need. So we know what we don't want, but we don't know what we do want. And as much as changing our thoughts um, about something, we still need to find out what turns us on. And sometimes with questioning and inquiry, you can find these things out. But for me, it's how we respond somatically, especially if you've been or we've been numb or in our heads for a long time. We can actually think what this is what I really want, this is what I need to do. But there's always a third thing in, that happens as well. I mean, I'm a projector in human design, so I respond to invitation. The minute I'm in alignment, invitations comes to me. But there's a supreme creator that brings us. We have a purpose. And the more we st stand still and we are at a place of openness sometimes vulnerability what needs to be for us comes towards us and so and we get messages from the outside world but we dismiss it with our mind because our body is not ready we haven't had a body yes because we've not stood we've not stood still enough to allow that to happen we are playing target practice and i'll give you another example i keep getting Sky Arts contacts me to do the portrait artist of the year, like to be a participant. And so I keep saying, well, I'm not a portrait artist. I, I, I do portraits. I do, you know, I'm not a portrait artist. I create art from my brain. So what's happening inside? So there, this has been two years running that I've been getting, you know, we really like your work. We want you to join. Funnily enough, um, last year, there was a free course in my local area and I was given, um, they, they said to me, do a portrait class. So I thought, okay, let me get better in doing this. And I 
did the class and I did exceptionally well. And when that class finished, I thought I'm going to continue this, but I'm going to do it as an enjoyable measure, not as a, a, um, a confusing, you know, stressful measure where I'm trying to be good so I can enter this competition. I'm just going to use it as a studio study and create, do portraiture for myself. So I enjoy it. So that's the operative one. For myself, so I enjoy it. And so I started to work with graphite. And it has taken my work to another level. And obviously the past episodes about my ayahuasca trip, I've been doing big scale paintings. Again, that's another challenge for me. And working with oils. I will go to say, I, you know, I worked with oils before, but it wasn't, it was okay. You know, very one dimensional. But I will say I'm making my best work with oils and with graphite. So both pencil and oil are making my best work. Um, I'm still developing my portraiture work, but my artwork has, for me, I think it's gone to another level, but it's given me confidence now to do other things. So when I'm getting commissions for my work, I'm getting, um, I'm conceptually doing different things because my brain is, the capacity of my brain is actually expanded and is more confident that I can do more. So who knows, I might do portraiture of the year artist, artist of the year, because I now feel more embodied and I now feel a bit more confident and open and expansive. And also what is happening for me is that I, you know, I plan every six months, like the solstice, solstice, but I, there is a micro planning with the two equinoxes. So that's December the 24th, December the 21st, and then you've got March, which is an equinox, and then you've got um, June the 21st, um, solstice. So I always have an event. I always have the embodied retreat or the um, winter cacao um, workshop, just so creatives we can get to plan. But what I'm finding is that this year I have two businesses, but I always focus on one at a time. Um, they feed into each other. This year, last year I had artists and creative um, coaching. This year I've had so much commissions to do. I've never been this busy in my life with regards to the commissions and the art and the public art. And so I had planned in the solstice to, one was to get more art stuff because I've got a studio, but then I planned so much around the coaching. But what's happening is I'm getting more talks and more um, online speaking jobs around the, the um, art and the coaching, but I'm getting more art projects. So my quote for of, okay, I don't, I haven't had time to do as much clients. So I'm responding to what's happening in my business and what makes my body feel alive. Now, what makes my body feel alive is working with people via the trauma coaching, 
but actually doing the actions of creating sculptures and paintings and all the other stuff and public art and, and allowing people to speak about how their experience when they look at my work and also being motivated. So my quota for looks is going to look like the existing projects that I've got to complete, but how it feels in my body because I don't want to take on too many projects and get burnt out. And also I want to step into my body and what feels good and what makes me feel fearful. So am I taking on jobs and projects as a response because I need to make money or am I taking them on because my body says yes? Really important. And so for you, I want you to, I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, you know, what feels right to you at the moment? So when you're making maybe clothes, could be theatre, could be writing, it could be producing music, it could be what feels right in your business, what do you enjoy in your business and your projects and your commissions, what aspect of it do you enjoy? Um, and outside of your business, what do you enjoy as well now? So outside of your business, what is it that you are enjoying? What is it that turns you on? And when you think about that thing, think about that thing, it's really bad words. When you think about the things that you love, um, where, how does it feel in your body? Okay. So, and... I want to just write that down. And if you think that doing any of these things has nothing to do with business or planning or your body or your or your um your work, your purpose, then you are wrong. It's it, energy goes where your attention is. And so I want to invite you if you want to take this further, is we're going to go into a deeper process at the Embodied Retreat. And this is going to be June the 25th in London. There will be um, an opportunity for it to be live streamed. Um, and it's four hours, one till five. But what we're going to do, we're going to look at how the process in your body. And we're going to use the body as a tool to create a bridge between what you desire to do and what you're doing already. For some of you, it may be totally changing what you need to do, like having that change. Um, and for others, it may be incorporating some, some of the aspects that you love to do into your current offer, your current business, your current project, your current life. Um, but we're going to look at bringing those things together and how we can use them to plan for the next six months. Because the biggest planners for any quarter, as much as the function of to do it works, but the planning for every quarter is to be able to engage the body on how to do it. And especially if you're neurodivergent like myself, you can't 
we're like a, a fish swimming upstream of that, you know, fish going opposite direction. You really need to be able to be in the space of what does my body, body feel? What does my energy feel? How can I support it? Because if you don't know what you love doing, you can't bring on the things that need to support it. And you don't have to try hard. You don't have to try hard to get the contracts and to get the people that you need. You can have a conversation. The last few projects that I've taken on, and this happens in my coaching business, as much as I will post on Instagram and all the other stuff, all my work even comes from my inbox. Somebody says, this is available. Or... Um, a conversation I've had, I've made a contact with somebody and that's what's happened. So if they're telling you you've got to post on Instagram 10 hundred times and to, to do this, no, you just have to be in your body. You may have a product and do an event or ha wear your product and go to an event and then five people may like what you're doing and then next thing you, you know they've got, you've got customers. Don't follow the norm. Follow what's going on in your body. Your body is the compass. Your body knows the score, as Dr. Gabo Mate said. So I want to invite you to book up with the Embodied Retreat and find out what your body is telling you. We've come to the end of season three. It's been a mood. Oh, the cat's just walked in. It's been a mood. It has been quite a lot for me because I've been so busy um, and the energy I think has been um, it's been quite hard to to keep the podcast um, being on time a timely manner as they say but I've been going for an ADHD assessment and, and various other things not to give her an excuse but my dopamine was low it, it, you know I love doing the content but it was a struggle this quarter interestingly enough and so I'm listening to my body and giving myself a break and then the next format is going to be so much fun I've given you enough in these episodes about business if there's other subjects you want me to cover let me know but we'll probably re resume the podcast perhaps after June after my all these projects goes and the embodied retreat um um, is on so again if you want to join us i'll put the link in the description bye for now have a wonderful day if you want to be part of an incubator of some amazing creative women then you need to join the highly capable creative one-to-one -one program with me to join you can just contact me at www.mjfontaine.co.uk and book a sales call with me to join this amazing six-month program where we get to work on your creative business we also get to work clearing your blocks and also bringing that confidence up to a hundred so you can stand in your agency and live your best life